and I'll bet that they're being heard on every radio telescope on the entire Earth. Are you feeling by any chance like a goober? I know you are, but what am I? What does it look like I'm doing picking goobers? Pardon me, did I hear you say? On the radio, he is introduced like this. You're listening to the Goober Hour. Now to start us off, here's Brett McKenzie with a little tune. Here's a little song to let you know I love you. Just a little tune to let you know I care A simple melody, cause I've been thinking of you I want you to know, I wish that I was there Some of these days are going up slow now Don't wanna be alone now Unless I'm alone with you All of these nights I'm getting kind of blue now I wanna be with you now Oh yeah, you know I do
what a tune it was. Hey everyone, welcome to the Goober Hour, your weekly dose of wackiness here on the radio airwaves. My name is Trevor Walls, and I'll be your host through the zany, the wacky, the tacky, and other things that rhyme with aki. Now, it's a very busy time here at the Goober headquarters as we get ready to debut a brand new project on our website, thegooberhour.com. But in the meantime, we have a very exciting episode for you. We're having a little story time session, everyone. Welcome to the Goober Library. On today's episode, we're diving into the story Peter and the Wolf, read by pop culture icon and my personal hero, Weird Al Yankovic. You heard that right. In the 80s, Weird Al Yankovic did a reading of Peter and the Wolf, and we are going to play it for you on this episode, as well as some amazing tunes. We'll do a little dancing, do a little reading. We've got the whole shebang in these next 60 minutes, so make sure you stick around. And speaking of round, how about a little ride on the merry-go-round before Peter and the Wolf begins? Here's a little ABBA for you. Happy Saturday, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Goober Hour. I have tried in vain, never had success. So it seems my life is nothing but a mess. I have lost my only friend. Now it seems I have to start again. Merry go
eat a bunch of sushi, then forget to leave a tip. Dude, I'm stupid. Come on, I'm dude, I'm stupid. It's so easy to do. Sitting comfortably? Are you? Oh, good. Then let's begin. Each character is represented by a different instrument of the synthesized orchestra. For instance, the part of Billy the Bird is played by a flute, like this. The part of Bruce the Duck is played by an oboe. Louis the Cat is a clarinet. Alright, he's not really a clarinet, he's just... You know, he, he's represented by a clarinet. The part of the grandfather will be played by Don Amici. He... What? You couldn't make it. Huh. Okay, um, <clears throat> in that case, the part of the grandfather will be played by a bassoon. Uh, 
three French horns play the part of... Um... Three French horns play... The wolf! It's the wolf! Right. The wolf. Seymour the wolf. Kettle drum and bass drum represent the submachine gun fire of the hunters. And of course, as always, the part of Bob the Janitor is played by the accordion. That's it for the introductions. And now, the story. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the... Oh, excuse me. Once upon a time, I think it was last Thursday, a boy named Peter opened the gate and went out into the big green meadow. of a big tree sat a little bird. All is quiet, said the bird. Holy cow, a talking bird, thought Peter.
Bruce the Duck came waddling by. Bruce was very happy that Peter hadn't closed the gate, and he decided to check out the deep pond in the meadow. saw the duck, so he decided to fly down and pick an argument with him. What kind of bird are you if you can't fly? He said, to which the duck cleverly replied, I'm a duck, stupid! argued and argued, the duck swimming in the pond, the little bird skipping along the shore. <laughs> Sorry. Suddenly, something caught Peter's eye. And you know how painful that can be. It was Louie the cat crawling through the grass. Louie the cat thought, the bird is busy arguing. I I'll just grab him. So quietly, Louie crept towards him on his velvet paws. Well, his paws weren't really velvet. They were, you know, kind of like velvet. It's a, it, what do you call it? A, a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Get it? Peter, the bird immediately flew up into the tree. While Bruce the duck quacked at Louis the cat. From the middle of the pond, 
the cat walked around the tree and thought, Is it worth climbing up so high? Or should I just send out for pizza? Grandfather came out. He was all bent out of shape because Peter had gone into the meadow. It's a dangerous place. If a wolf should come out of the forest, then what would you do, huh? Peter did not answer because, after all, it was a rhetorical question. like Peter are afraid of a lot of things, like nuclear annihilation and flunking algebra, but they're not afraid of wolves. But Grandfather got Peter in a headlock and dragged him home, telling him that he was grounded and that he couldn't watch any cartoons for three weeks. snarling carnivorous wolf did come out of the forest but I guess we all knew that was coming I mean this story is called Peter and the wolf we couldn't very well call it Peter and the wolf if there was no wolf could we <laughs> that'd be really stupid
was up the tree in a twinkling, which is about, oh, 2.3 seconds. Bruce the duck quacked so hard that he propelled himself backwards and up onto dry land. For those of you taking notes, this is a fine practical example of Newton's first law of motion, which clearly states that for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. But no matter how quickly Bruce tried to waddle away, he couldn't escape Seymour the wolf who was wearing his best pair of tennis shoes. The wolf was closing in on the duck. He was getting closer. And closer. And closer. With one big gulp, Seymour wolfed him down. Let me recap the story briefly in case you just walked into the room. Louis the cat was sitting on one branch. Billy the bird was on another branch. Not too close to Louis. Bob the janitor was at home, defrosting his refrigerator. The wolf walked around the tree so many times that he made a small trench.
Meanwhile, Peter was standing behind the closed gate, videotaping everything that was going on. Suddenly, Peter got an idea. He ran home and got a big spool of his grandfather's unwaxed dental floss. One of the branches of the tree that the wolf was circling was conveniently stretched out over a high stone wall. Peter scaled the wall lickety-split, which is even faster than a twinkling. Then he grabbed the branch and climbed onto the tree. Peter said to Billy the bird, I want you to fly down and circle around the wolf's head to distract him. But be very careful he doesn't catch you and bash your skull in and tear out your lungs and chew you up into itsy bitsy teeny tiny little pieces. Okay, said the bird. the bird almost touched the wolf's head with his wings while the wolf snapped angrily at him. Go ahead, said the wolf. Make my day. Come on, cut it out, snarled the wolf. You're asking for trouble, punk. But Billy the bird just kept on harassing him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Peter made a lasso out of the dental floss and carefully letting it down. by the tail and pulled with all his might. Feeling himself caught, the wolf got really ticked off and started jerking back and forth.
Peter tied the other end of the dental floss to the tree and left the wolf dangling in midair. Hey, big bad wolf, said Peter. Why don't you come up here and get us now? I would, said the wolf. But, well, I'm kind of tied up right now. Some members of the National Rifle Association came out of the woods, firing their magnums, Uzis, and bazookas. and I have caught the wolf. Now, let's take him to the zoo! Great idea! Said the hunters. And if he likes that, next week we'll take him to Disneyland! Imagine the victory parade. Peter was at the head. But after a few minutes he was through, and then the parade began with Peter at the very front.
after him, the hunters leading Seymour the Wolf. the janitor, who had to sweep up the whole mess. <laughs> Grandfather shook his head discontentedly. Well, Peter, what if you hadn't cut the wolf? What then? Well, said Peter, he probably would have ripped out my intestines with his teeth. <coughs> <laughs> said Grandfather. I know that, you idiot. It was a rhetorical question. chirped proudly. Yeah, that's right. We bad. We bad. Grandfather decided that he'd had enough of the pond and the meadow and the whole stinking scene, so he ran off to Los Angeles and joined a heavy metal band. And what about Bruce the Duck? Well, the wolf had been in such a hurry that he swallowed him alive. Which means the gastric juices slowly dissolved his body and he died a long, painful death.
However, you'll be happy to hear that just a few years later, he was reincarnated as Shirley MacLaine. And the moral of the story is, oral hygiene is very important. Make sure you see your dentist at least twice a year. Two, three, four, listen up, now here we go. Trace four, time to go again once more. She, everybody sing with me. Welcome back to the Goober Hour. I hope you enjoyed Peter and the Wolf read by Weird Al Yankovic, as well as that song by the Aquabats, Tiny Pants. It's a controversial one, one of their weirdest. I love it. We've got even more tunes coming up in this hour, but first, I'm going to take a call. Sir, the telephone. 
Hello? Yeah, uh, is this uh, Trevor or or what's it called? uh, The the Gooba Hour? Yes, it is. You're live on the air. How can I help you? Uh, Terrific. Listen, I I wanted to inquire about maybe uh, getting some time on the air to talk about my new theme park. Uh, Your new theme park? Well, Well, sure, you're on the air right now. Okay, listen, it's called Lasagna Falls. I'm sorry, did you say Lasagna Falls? Are you telling me you have a a whole theme park Uh dedicated to the theme of lasagna? Oh, yeah, I love lasagna. Uh, What what kind of rides are at Lasagna Falls? Well, it's really more of an indoor water park. I've considered all things considered. An indoor water park themed like lasagna oh it's not just themed we serve it we serve lasagna you can you can ride the slides and instead of water you're riding on the meat you know so it's like you're in some human lasagna or something you know meat slides that's disgusting hey i didn't i didn't call the goober house so i could be judged all right i just want to talk about i i'm I'm sorry i'm i'm vegetarian so i don't know if i can i can promote no listen we've got vegetarian lasagna too we got vegetarian lasagna slides you can slide down with some pieces of broccoli some chunks of carrots all that all that good stuff i i'd rather not Thank you. Okay, listen, I don't think you're quite getting it, so if you could forward me to maybe your manager or something so I could discuss you want me to getting f- some forward ad time. To my, I, I guess I can do that, Mr. Perks. Um, he might be out of town, but... Oh, no, no, no. Don't tell me he's out of town. I know he's in town. You're just scared of what Lasagna Falls is going to do to your business. My business? You think everybody's going to be too busy at Lasagna Falls slipping and sliding on the meat cannons to listen to the Goober Hour. Is that what you're saying? That's... That- that's not at all what I'm saying. I know that's what you're saying. May I ask who I'm speaking to right now? Yeah, it's Tony Lasagna. Tony Lasagna. Yeah, that's what I said, Tony Lasagna. What, okay, what's it doing? Okay, you know what? I'm going to forward you to my boss, Mr. Perks, just so just so I can continue with my show. Is that okay? Oh, brilliant. Yeah, he'll know what's up. He'll know what's up. Okay, yeah, I forward am me. forwarding forward you so right now. Whew. Oh, my goodness. Okay, anyways, back to the goo... Oh. Hello? Trevor, it's Mr. Perks. Oh, <laughs> so you are in town. I actually... Listen, we gotta talk business. I've got a new sponsor for you. Oh, no.
dinosaur in my pocket. He's chewing on my locket. He's letting out a roar when I'm at work. There's a dinosaur in my pocket. Kind of wish his mouth would sock it. Because frankly, he is making me buzzy. Is that a dinosaur in your pocket? Sense danger. Ouch! Yeah, his name's Larry. Ouch! There's a dinosaur in my pocket When I walk it's so annoying It keeps jabbing into my mind Owie doesn't even cover it It's blabbing like a faucet It's stories are so boring Please unsubscribe Succotash is buffering Heidi high, hope bring the energy Be like the die, no ancient pedigree Heidi high, hey positivity Do like the dino say Is you kidding me? Do like the dino say, is you kidding me? But he's such a smart tyrannosaur Dinosaur He's read through my dictionary and the sword Because frankly, he is not the nicest guy. That's it. Goodbye. I'm not gonna waste my time arguing with a man who's lining up to be a hot lunch.
know what, Zoe Deschanel? You're so right. It is time to say so long. Thanks for joining us in this weekly dose of wackiness. If you enjoyed the Goober Hour and you want to hear more, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those places at the Goober Hour, or find us at thegooberhour.com where we will be debuting a brand new element to the website next week. Stay tuned. I'm your host, Trevor Wall, saying toodle-doo. We'll see you next week, but until then... Goodbye! There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Just a dream of...